Welcome back to part two of the suspended sentence prison interview with Lisa Michelle Lambert. Part two is going to contain some pretty graphic, in-depth, sensitive content that may be offensive, disturbing, and or harmful to some people and listeners. You guys, this is an 18 years old and older audience for this episode. The views and the opinions expressed in this episode are those of the speaker, and they do not necessarily reflect the views and the opinions of Tracy or Samantha. This is going to be an explicit episode, so big time trigger warning here. What call from an incarcerated individual at Massachusetts Department of Corrections. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept charges and consent to this recorded call, press 1. To receive charges, thank you for using Securus. We may start the conversation now. Call. Hi, honey. Hi. You okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, you guys. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, so you are at the parking lot that altercation with with Lori was there anything else you needed to add to that dear wait I can't hear you can can you hear me now can you hear me now I can't hear you sorry can you hear now honey I can hear you, but I can't hear her. I'm just getting bits and pieces. Okay, hang on. Okay, go ahead. Is that better? Okay. Okay, now I can hear you. Okay. We were at, we were talking about the altercation with Lori in the parking lot. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? Um, it was, it was just, Basically, I could not, it escalated so quickly that I could not explain to her, uh, we didn't, I guess she didn't understand, I didn't understand, like, I literally thought she was somebody else, and I didn't even realize it was her, it was just very odd that that whole thing was just crazy, like, and it happened so fast, and then she was, like, sitting on the wet ground, it was it just happened so fast, and I just didn't expect it to happen. It was just, and it, like pushing her was a reflex because I was pregnant. It just was not like I didn't mean to push her that hard. I didn't mean for her to fall. It was just it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you said you said that Tabby went to school with Lori. Did. Did they know each other very well? Yeah. Did they get along? Like, what was their relationship like with Lori and Tabby? Um, they did not get along. Um, they had had issues because Tabby was dating this guy, Brad Heisler. Um, and I don't know how to say this without saying it, but Tabby dated a lot of guys, a lot of guys. Um, she was dating Brad Heisler, and um, her and Lori were at the same school bus. Um, I guess they had had a fight on the school bus, and I guess they had another fight before. It had to do with Brad Heisler, um, because Lori was dating him. Um, that's who she was dating. 
when she was murdered. Um, and that was somebody that Tabby had been like heavily involved with before he met Lori. So that's why they had issues the issue of a bread. So how did this become like so surrounded of, cause the media is like, you were the, je- the media betrays you as being this jealous girlfriend and the other woman, but it seems like Tabby, that could be yeah. said about her as well. She had her own reasons for what she did. And I had no idea that went on the transpire between her and Mark when they were alone at her house at night. Like, I really think that he got involved with her so that he could get her to do what he wanted. Um, because literally, um, back then, I don't know what the statute is now, but back then, um, it in Pennsylvania with 10 years, mandatory 10 years in prison. And the fact that he was worried that I had been reported in three separate police reports, like, Mark knew he was facing 10 years in prison for that. If they went through with indicting him, that was his biggest fear was that they were looking for him for rape. Right. I mean, and that, I mean, this makes a lot more sense hearing that part because you, I mean, I hadn't seen that anywhere about, about Brad and Tabby, but that, that makes more sense on her involvement in everything. Because if she's got what we assume is a relationship with Lawrence, plus the whole Brad situation, I mean, that, that makes significantly more sense of her involvement. It ties everybody together a little bit better. Better than just her being your friend. Right. Oh, right. Wow. They had, there was another, um, two, there were people that testified um, that they had actually been involved. I think Brad Heisler was actually involved with the fire department and he was involved in uh he went to prison for arson after that he was setting arson fires and they had to be he was like repeatedly setting arson fires and the arson fires had to be um put out but he went to prison i think for six years for arson because he was involved with the fire department and people testified that um, Tabby had one time gotten out of a car and gone after Lori another time. And um, and that whole thing had to do with Vlad and him being with fire department. And it all had to do with that. But... Okay. <laughs> okay, so let me, let me recap my understanding right now, okay? Lori is in a relationship with Brad, who is Tabitha's ex-boyfriend. Tabitha is, I mean, I think she's sleeping with Lawrence. You're pregnant with Lawrence's baby. Brad is making, starting fires, working for the fire department. You've pissed off the police, not pissed him off, but the police are after you because they raped you. Yeah? Did I get all that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, so that this just gets more and more wild. Like it gets, <sighs> yeah, this is, so then, so then we get to December 18th, 19th. no, December 18th. Oh. 
And we have some pre-conversations or pre-something with Lori setting up a meeting yeah. or making phone calls or something. Walk me through, walk me through what happened there. Okay. Um, we went to um, Tabby's house. Um, Who's and we? we you and Lawrence? Lawrence had a plan to make um, Lori be quiet about the rape charges, the fact that Lawrence had raped her. Um, I said, well, what are you going to do? And they said they were going to pull her out on her porch and beat her up. They were going to physically attack her. And I said, I don't think that's a good idea because I had recently heard from my brother that she was pregnant. And I didn't know if it was true or not, but just the fact that I thought that, um, and I kept talking them down, and I said, well, why don't you just, like, pull a prank on her, and maybe that'll be enough to scare her, because they wanted to beat her up very badly. And I said that I didn't think that was a good idea because I said people keep saying that she's pregnant. Like, I just don't think that's a good idea. So um, I thought that I had pretty much talked them down. Um, they said that they were going to pull a prank on her instead. So that's what the agreement was. Um, they said that they were going to, like, literally, like, we were going to cut her hair, like, just to... That we were going to pull a prank on her, and they said, well, that'll be enough to scare her into being quiet. Okay, and that was because, to so that Lawrence wouldn't have to go to jail for, for the rape, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> this conversation happens, the plan to go and cut her hair, December 20th. Can you kind of go through what happened that day, that morning? Okay. Um, well, before that, the 19th, somebody somebody calls Hazel, right, and says, where did this idea of setting up this false meeting at the school counseling, how did that come to be? Um, Patty actually said that she had made a phone call and she said that she had actually talked to um, Mrs. Shuttle and she said that she had made sure that she was not going to be there. And I said, how, how, like, what did you do? Like, what do you mean you made sure she's not going to be there? She said, oh, I took care of it. I made sure she's not going to be there. She said that um, she, something about she had arranged a meeting or something for Mrs. Shaw to be out of the house. And um, that's what she said. That's what she said she had done. So they had already, like, taken steps to, they had already, you know, taken steps to, make sure at least Kathy had to make sure that this was going to go through. Okay. That, okay. Okay. So the morning comes and if you need to take a break, we can, we can take a break, but the morning of December 20th comes and walk us through what happened here. If you can. Okay. 
okay. Um, I remember that um, my cat was um, howling. Um, I think because she was hungry. Um, my eyes opened. Um, I began on my contacts in. And I remember that it was very dark and I couldn't see. Um, I got. A, I remember getting up from the floor. Um, I remember going down the hallway into the bathroom, and I put my contact lenses in. Um, I remember um, going in the bathroom, and I was trying to be really quiet. Um, I remember stepping out into the hallway and um, feeding my cat. And then um, I remember that um, I heard the alarm clock go off. It was um, the alarm clock, and I could hear him moving around. And then um, I saw him, like a shadow, go past the doorway into the bathroom. And um, he started yelling, like, after he was in the bathroom for a minute, he started telling me, come on, let's go now. Um, so um, I started rushing, and I was telling him I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, he was dressed very quickly. Um, he was yelling at me, let's go, let's go. I have everything. Um, he was out in the car, and this car had mysteriously appeared. This was a strange thing. This car, he had just bought this car. It was a brown Mercury. Um, he just came home with it one night. It was literally right before the murder. Um, I don't know why he bought it. I, I guess in retrospect, he bought it for that reason. Um, I remember I ran out for the car. Um, Lawrence was speeding really fast. Um, he looked really determined. Um, he got to Peggy's house and uh, he yelled for me to go in and get her. And um, I remember I went in there and um, it was weird. She was acting like mama, like she was doing her hair. And um, I remember telling her to hurry because uh, she was in a bad mood and she was always yelling at me already. Um, and it was dark out. It was dark. And I remember that um, Lawrence was speeding. And uh, we were going down the Lincoln Highway and we passed this um, place called Captain Bluehand Comics. And um, I knew that we were somewhere by my friend um, Katie's house. Um, the next thing I remember is hearing a snack wrestling in the back seat. Um, Tabby was like digging through the bag that Ron had brought into the car. Um, she started saying that um, there weren't scissors in the bag and that she couldn't find scissors. So she kept saying that over and over, there's no scissors in here. And um, I told her that they were in there because I put them in there so I knew that they were in there. And she said they weren't. And um, right away, Lawrence um, started blaming me. He said, where are they? And um, 
Abby was like, I've been through the bag. They're not here. I don't know what's going on. And um, I said that, well, then we can't cut her hair. And I thought that that was going to be the end of it. Like, I really thought that that was going to be it. I was thinking that he was going to have to turn the car around and go back. And then I started thinking that he was going to basically explode and blame me. So, um, right after that, I was just waiting to see what his reaction was going to be. And, um, I saw like this flash of silver metal on the back seat. And, um, Abby had like literally pulled a knife out of the bag, um, saying that we could cut Lori's hair with it. And, um, I remember thinking that was the same butcher knife that Lawrence always used to go after, like, to threaten me with or when he used to cut himself. Um, and I right away, like, had a knee-jerk reaction, and I said that we couldn't use that. I was like, no, we can't do that. We can't cut her hair with that. And um, then I looked up and saw Lawrence, like, watching Tabby in the rearview mirror, and... Um, she literally took the knife and ran it across the piece of her hair and she said it would work and that we could cut her hair and I was shaking my head and Lawrence said, no, we can use that, we're going to use that. So, um, then they said that we were going to, they said something about time her up to make sure like that nobody got hurt or anything like that. Um, then the car like stopped and it came to a halt right in front of the condominium. Um, there were two roads and um, Lawrence was coughing. Um, he said that he was going to drop us off and he was going to McDonald's to get a drink. And um, I remember that he had bronchitis for like a couple of weeks before that. Um, and he dropped us off. It was dark, it was really, really dark out that night. And um, he dropped us off like in front of this little patch of trees. I guess they were woods. Um, and I walked with Tabby through the woods. It was really, really cold out. It was really dark. Um, we couldn't really see very well. There was like a little path through the trees. Um, it was, I don't know, it was weird. Like we were like talking and joking around a little bit. And then um, we started walking up through the grass, and I remember the grass being wet um, and kind of crunchy, like, I don't know, like it, it was frost or something on it. Um, I had forgotten that Lori's house number. I didn't know if it was 92 or 82. I remember that um, I hadn't been there in like six months since the time I talked to her. Um, and the thing was that all the, the condominiums, they all looked the same. They all looked identical. And uh, we were lost. Like, I couldn't figure out which one we were supposed to go to. Um, and I don't even know how long we walked around, but everything, I just remember everything looked exactly the same. Um, by the time we saw that it might be the right place, um, it was getting light out. And... Um, I remember looking up at the railing, and I remember, um, I remember there was a Christmas tree on the railing. Mm -hmm. 
you okay? And I remember, I, yeah, okay, okay, go ahead, honey. I remember I had it when you have one minute left. Um, Do you want to hang up and call right back, honey? Yeah. Okay, hang up okay. and call right back, okay? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. I remember um, seeing the Christmas wreath with the red bow, and then um, I remember um, being out in the cold, and it was really cold, and um, I remember, like, that we couldn't feel our feet, and um, we were, like, stamping our feet to try to um, keep warm, and... Um, she was complaining that um, she was cold. I remember she um, looked at the watch and she was really impatient. She was getting everything mad. Um, she said that she was going up there to see if Lori uh, was ready to come out and walk down to the um, bus stop. And um, she said that um, she was going up there and we started going up the stairs and I stopped when we got to the little landing and um, I didn't want to go up to the door and Patty said that she was going to go up and I heard her knock but then somebody started a car. I heard like this loud car engine that cut off and I couldn't hear. Um, I heard words bounce back and forth, like I heard Patty talking to somebody, but the words were like drowned out by the engine. Um, and then I heard a door slam, and then the, the engine noise just went away, and everything got really quiet. And I, like very quiet, like eerily quiet, and I couldn't hear anything, and I, I called Patty's name and I called it again and she didn't, she just didn't respond. And I started going up the stairs and I, when I got to the top, there was nobody there. Um, she was gone. There was nobody there. And I went to the front door and, um, I was feeling like very panicky because I didn't know what was happening. Um, I heard bumping and banging noises like coming from behind the door. Um, but I remember like trying to knock and I felt like nobody was answering. So I pushed the door open and I stepped inside. Um, it was really, really dark when I got in there. Um, I couldn't see anything. Um, I remember feeling the cold behind me, so I kind of pushed the door shut. Um, then there was like this beam of light coming out from a doorway, and uh, there were two like shadows, like struggling, but I couldn't really see them. Um, then I got closer, I kept walking towards them, and I saw that um, Kathy had to go right down on the floor. And um, Patty was getting Lori, and Lori had her hands up over her head. And she was trying to, like, lock the blows. Um, I, like, tried to grab Patty's arm, and I said, I told her to stop hitting her. I was like, she's pregnant. Stop hitting her. 
um, she wasn't listening to me. And then she pulled her arm back and uh, smashed me in the mouth. And I remember I kind of lost my balance and I stumbled backwards a little bit and um, I was against the wall. Um, I remember seeing dark spots and I was kind of a little off for a minute. Um, I walk, I kind of like stumbled back over to them and um, Tabby was still punching Lori. Um, she kept saying, you're not pregnant. Um, and she kept pounding um, Lori. Um, Tabby, like, she kept hitting Lori. And um, it was just like chaos. They were just all over the place. And um, Lori was down on her back. And um, Tabby was hitting her so hard that, like, her feet were coming up, like, off the floor. And they kind of came close to my stomach. So I put my hands out, like, just to protect my stomach. Um, Tabby, like, uh, it seemed like she hit Lori, like, a hundred times. It just kept going on and on. Um, I remember Lori's had, like, snapped over to the side and it was a very loud sound. Um, I remember Lori let out this, this scream. It was a horrible scream and she jumped up and she ran to the bedroom and um, she turned around for one minute and I saw her face and she was really scared. Um, then Happy like she kind of I don't know, she like ran at the bedroom door and she knocked her down and uh, the door like gave way behind them and they were both, they both crashed onto the bedroom floor. Um, it was very, very loud and it was very chaotic. Um, I remember there was, there was a blue phone. Um, because it was tan and there was a white day bed and there was a plant and there were Christmas cards or envelopes and cards. I remember there were um, bears, like teddy bears everywhere. Um, and I remember Lori tried to grab the, the blue phone and Tabby ripped it out of her hand and she threw it across the room. Um, Lori tried to jump up for her feet, but um, Patty grabbed her by the back of her sweatpants and yanked her back down. Um, I remember when her sweatpants came down that I saw um, Lori's underwear. They were like turquoise. I remember it was just like a, like a flash of color. Um, then I saw metal um, and the knife was in Tabby's hand and he came out of nowhere. And I started yelling at her. I was like, what are you doing? And I looked, it was, I looked in the room and I just, like my eyes just focused on a pair of scissors. There were scissors laying on the floor in there. And I started yelling at Tabby. I was like, there are scissors the knife way. And my eyes just stayed focused on those and I kept telling her, um, and Tabby laid the knife down. She put it down on the carpet 
and um, Lori must have heard what I said because she grabbed the scissors um, and Tabby wrapped her hand around the scissors please, and she was put them out of Lori's hand and put them across the room and I didn't understand why she did that and then she picked up Tabby picked up the knife again and she grabbed Lori around her waist and she swung her like half kind of half like in a in a circle and I remember Lori like crashed down beside the bed again and um she put her hands up to try to protect her own head. Um I remember Terry grabbed a bunch of Lori's hair and began like sawing it with a knife and throwing like clumps of hair on the floor. Um and I remember Lori's hands were like tangled in her own hair. Um, like she was trying to, I don't know, like get Tabby's hands out of her hair. And um, Tabby's arm like suddenly swung up. And I remember the knife came down very quick. Um, it came down like several times. And I remember that it glanced off of Lori's head. But she wasn't cutting hair, like it just came straight down on her head. And then um, I remember seeing the silver flashlight. It went upward, and I remember it cut right across Tabby's face, like from her mouth to her ear. It cut right, like the knife literally, like sliced right across the face. And I knew that things were out of control, and I had to pulled them apart um I remember like lunging and rushing into the bedroom to try to grab Lori under her arms and I remember at the same instant like the knife came down again and it literally almost hit me in the seat and things started going slow like things were slowing down um and I remember that the, I saw the knife come back and came down on Lori's back and, and I didn't want to believe that we had hit her but then I saw that the knife had gotten stacked on Lori's sweatshirt so I knew that it, it had got caught so I knew that something had happened and I heaved upward um, trying to like I don't know like pull Lori's body up against me, like to pull her up, and I felt like a, I felt this warm gush, and I heard this strange noise with a sound. Um, my my um my hand was um warm and I remember looking down and I saw um I looked down over Lori's shoulder and I remember that the back of her sweatshirt was it was just there was this blackness that was spreading across it it was just spreading like in a circle and it was weighing down her sweatshirt and then I I, I finally got it like that the black that the black that was hurting that it was blood and 
I felt my eyes like I just couldn't believe it. And I told um, Patty, I said, you cut her. And um, my knees gave out and um, we were back on the floor. And I remember I landed partially over um, Lori after we fell. And I I remember that I moved away very quickly and I was back on my elbows. Um, I remember Lori, her breathing was, it wasn't right. It was um, raspy and it was slow. And her face was like an ash color. And I kept hearing, even though she was on her back, I kept hearing that it was a sound like shh coming from beneath her on the carpet. And um, I didn't know, I didn't know what the sound was, but I knew it was a good. Um, my lawyer told me that later that um, he said that he knew what it was and he told me what it was. And um, he said that it was literally the sound of a puncture bump. And um, Patty, like, I just remember had um, blood on her face from when I was cutting her. Um, she looked down at her glove, and I remember her shaking her glove. And I felt like we had been in that house for forever. Like, I felt like we'd been in that for hours. Um, I remember there were closet doors, and I remember that um, Lori was over by the closet door. She was making um, strange noises, and she was crying. And I remember that... Um, Tabby crawled over to her, and um, I remember she was dragging the cage on, on the carpet, um, and it was making like a streak. Um, she started getting angry um, because of the noises that Lori was making. It was making her very angry. Um, she kept telling Lori to shut up, and um, Lori was crying harder and louder and um happy swung the knife back down at her again um i remember Lori grabbing like the actual plate of the knife and um she had it like had her hands wrapped around it and i remember tabby like ripping it ripping it out and like trying to get it away from her and i remember um later that I remember that my lawyer told me that um, that Lori had like defensive like slices all across her hand. Um, I remember like I, I started to crawl out of the bedroom because I just I didn't know what to do. There was nothing I could do, and I just felt like I had to get out of there. Um, so. I was like trying to leave and I remember looking back and Lori said, um, don't leave me here, take me with you, don't leave me here. And she like had her hand stretched out and I remember that um, I reached for her wrist and um, I kept trying to pull her up but she wasn't getting up. And I kept telling her to, to stand up and she wasn't getting up and I just kept trying to pull her. and. Um, 
I realized at some point that Tabby had her hand wrapped around Lori's sweatpants. And so I like kind of let my grip go slack. And then I pulled her, I pulled Lori Tugman really hard, like to get her up on her feet. And I remember that um, Tabby like completely lost her balance and she, she lost her hold. Um, I remember we were in the hallway, um, back in that hallway. Um, the front door was really close. Um, Lori was, her face was not right. There was something wrong. It was dark. Her face was purple and, uh, her breathing wasn't right. Um, it was blood and it was rattling and it just wasn't right. Um, I remember looking back at her twice when she was stumbling. Um, I remember reaching the front door and I remember, um, pulling it open and I remember the cold hitting me and then I just felt really like I didn't have it anymore. I just slipped and I heard, um, Tabby tell Lori she wasn't going anywhere and, um, I, I don't, I don't even remember like running across the porch, but I remember smashing into Lawrence and, um, he was like in front of me and he grabbed me and he was shaking me saying, um, what happened to your hands? What happened to your hands? And I said to him that, um, Lori was hurt that Tabby stabbed her and, um, he swore and then he ran into the house, um, I remember I hit my head, like, on the brick wall. Um, I was dizzy, and I remember Lawrence, like, shaking me. I remember he um, took me, like, down to the to the stairs where that landing was, and he told me to stay there. Um, he told me not to move, and I just, like, crouched down, and I didn't move. And I saw him, um, he, like, literally, like, flew up the stairs, um, I heard him swearing, and then I heard Lori saying that she was sorry, and then I heard the door slam. Um, I don't know how long I was there. Um, I was just crouched down, um, and I didn't remember seeing anybody, but I remember, um, I read a police report later that said that a neighbor uh, someone stand up and leave, and I think I think somebody saw me crouch down there, and then they saw me like get up. Um, you have one minute left. Oh God. Okay, should I call back? Yeah. Um, what time? You have until what four? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the neighbors, somebody okay. sees you. Um. Can you? Okay. Um, I remember, um, I looked up and I saw, um, Lawrence at the top of the stairs in, uh, in, in the enclosed stairway. Um, he was coming down the stairs. Um, he was like, he ran by me and said, how to get the car. And then I remember seeing, like, in my peripheral vision, I remember Tabby standing at the top of the stairwell, 
um, she was making like very odd noises. Um, she had streaks of blood all over her jeans. Um, the knife was still in her hands, and uh, she was it was moving. She was just it, it was in her hand, and she was just twisting it. Um, she had a very strange, like, she looked at me like she was a hundred miles away. It was, she just didn't look right. Um, she became, she started coming down the stairs and, um, I just instinctively stood up and started moving away from her. And then I heard Lawrence yell, Tabby, get her. And I didn't know what he meant. Um. I remember that I panicked and I just started running. Um, I just have like flashes, flashes of um, like frost on the grass. And I remember a little sense and a little creak and just falling and getting back up and running. And then I remember seeing this house with blue shutters, but it's all jumbled up. Um, I remember like at some point I was back out on the road and um, I remember that the round mercury it screeched to a halt. Um, I remember getting back in the car. I remember that I looked over up his knees were like red and they were covered with blood. Um, and his sweatpants, they had holes in them and I could see his skin glow and the skin was like burgundy and red. And I remember there was a horrible, horrible smell in the car that was making me gag. Like it was a really, really bad, bad smell. Um, I remember that I kept looking over his knees and I remember that there was like, it looked like there was rust matted into the hair on his legs, but that's how much blood was on his knees. Um, the smell, I remember, was making me really sick. Um, I remember that we were speeding and I remember Lawrence yelling, um, he said, fuck, I just saw Hazel, and he literally grabbed, he literally, like, screamed at me, and then he grabbed me by the back of my neck and shoved me down, like, he had me pinned on the seat with my head between my knees, and he was saying, screaming that he had just, um, seen Laurie's mother, and um, I knew that because he said that he just saw Hazel, so I knew that he had seen her, but my head was pinned down, so I didn't know what was going on. Um, I remember being pinned down, and then he would have let me up. And um, I remember when he finally let me up, that, that smell in the car, it, I was like, Nauseous, like I thought it was. I thought I was going to vomit. It was really bad, and um, it. I don't know. I. It took Lawrence a while to push his shirt up over his teeth. It was like he didn't smell it at first, and I. I didn't 
it was, I didn't know why. It was like it took him a long time to solve this problem. And um, in the back seat, I remember Tabby, um, Tabby had, like, in the back seat, she was, like, threatening us, saying that if we ever said anything about what had happened, that she would, you know, that we would literally die, that she would kill us both. And Lawrence didn't seem like concerned, like he just ignored her. Um, I remember that um, she had, I remember she had on her dolphin jacket, and I remember looking in the back, and I remember seeing that her jeans had blood all over them. Um, I, I kept looking back, like, all the way to the trailer um, until we got back there. Um, I remember we were back in that driveway because I remember hearing the sound of the, the locks under the car, under the car tires. Um, then when I walked back into the house, I remember seeing right inside the front door, I remember seeing that there were um, on chandled scissors laying on the, on the carpet. And it was, I just remember like immediately seeing them when I walked in and I, I thought they must have fallen out of the bag. Um, Tabby went into the trailer, she started pulling her clothes off and uh, dumping them into my trash can. And I freaked out. I told her, don't put those holes in my trash can. Um, I said to Lawrence, I was like, she's putting her clothes in the trash can. I'm like, I remember freaking out. And I remember that he went to say something to her. And I told him that she didn't have clothes on. And I remember him yelling at her and telling her to stop putting the clothes in the trash. Um, I remember having going into the bathroom and closing the door. Um, then I remember hearing the shower. And I remember Lawrence um, peeling off his sweatpants. And they were, like, so stuck that he had to, he had to really peel them. And um, they were, like, very, very stuck to the I remember that when he pulled them down. Um, after he got them off, I saw how much he actually had on his skin. And I remember asking him, saying, how did, how did you get all of that on you? And I remember he looked at me like he was disgusted with me. And he said that he couldn't do anything about it. And he said that um, Tabby had killed Lori and that he, he couldn't stop her. Um, I remember that um, Tabby came down the hallway and um, she was wearing Lawrence's bathrobe and I remember her hair was wet and that she tried to hug me and I pushed her off of me. I told her not to touch me. Um, and I remember Lawrence and Tappy, they got in an argument. They were arguing, and he was blaming her, and she was blaming him. And um, 
I just, they kept arguing, arguing. Um, I remember Lawrence got so angry that he grabbed both of us and like yanked us up. I remember him shoving me towards the bathroom. He told me to um, put put something on Tabby's face. He told me to put something on her face to try to cover up the slice on her face. And I told him it wouldn't work because it was too big. And um, I went in there and I tried to do it. And she said that the, the makeup was really burning her. So I stopped doing it. And then I started asking her questions. And I kept asking her, I said, do you guys do it or tell her to do? And she said, yeah, I think we did. And I said, but you didn't really. And she said, yeah. She kept saying that they did. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. And then um, I remember having got mad about her dolphin shacking because Lawrence wanted to throw it away. Um, really mad. And uh, she would not get rid of that dolphin shacket. She just would not get rid of it. And um, I remember she said she'd get rid of her socks and her jeans. And I remember them arguing because she said she would turn her sweatshirt around and wear it, but it had blood on it. And I remember Lawrence telling her she was disgusting, that she was just turning it inside out. Um, then... We went, um, Tabby said she had to go to school and act like, act like it was a normal day. So, Lawrence, um, put us in the car and he drove her to, um, Penn Manor High School. And on the way to Penn Manor High School, um, we made up an alibi story and we all, like, gave a promise that we would stick to the alibi story. Um, then we pulled away from um, Penn Manor High School, um, and Lawrence was going really slow. I remember other people beeping horns at him, and I looked at him because he never drove slow. He always drove really fast, and um, he was really upset. And I was shocked. I was shocked because he was crying. And uh, the prison lines cut off again. Um, But I think that that's enough for one day. Um, We'll be back tomorrow for continued interview with Lisa Michelle Lambert. Stay safe.